Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And also brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we hear from the Crops Extension Specialist in Weyburn on seeding progress. Seeding has been affected by wet weather in the southeast. Protein Industries Canada sets up a food science diploma program in Brandon. Real Agriculture looks at the rising cost of farm fuel. StatsCan releases an interesting report this week on farming, and chuck wagon races are coming to Yorkton in early June. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Seeding is advancing slowly across parts of southeast Saskatchewan. The extension crop specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, estimates seeding at less than 4%. Oh, it's not maybe as high as some people would like, you know, maybe 2-3% because, of course, we've been getting that wonderful thing called rain down here in the southeast. How much moisture have you got over the last few weeks? Well, I know down uh, over the weekend in Glen Ave, we had about half an inch, and driving into work today, I had been off for four days, and the sloughs look wonderful. I mean, they're full of water now, and there's a lot of happy ducks, and there's, of course, you know, ponding in some of the fields, so it slowed down some of the progress, but I did see units out over the weekend, and last week there was actually units out in the Radville area, and the week before I heard there was units out seeding in the Ogama area. So once again, it's that spottiness. You know, and, and I'm in touch with some farmers down in the Oxbow area last week, and they said, oh, no, a couple of weeks before, they figured they would be in the fields because they had that late snow. But if it's moisture, are we going to complain too loudly? How are supplies for seeding? I'm hearing some varieties of canola are not available, and some guys are having a little tough time finding things like triticale, which is always, you know, kind of a hit or miss. So it all depends on how well you were able to get your, your stocks and your planning done. I know some folks, they're having absolutely no problem at all whatsoever because they bought their their seed and their fertilizer last uh, late last summer and even early into the fall. Some folks are scrambling, but that's sort of how, how she goes every year. Expecting any big shifts or changes in seating intentions, seating plans? 
I actually have been surprised. Some of the, the seeding uh, outlooks that I've been seeing is the canola acres are going to be down. And, of course, spring wheat and durum are going to be way up, which, according to the prices, is not a surprise. I, of course, would like to see more acres of soybean going in. And at the prices that they're at, I, I would hope that there's going to be a lot more than we had last year. It, you know, And, of course, uh, for guys that have the grain dryers, I would certainly be hoping that they're going to be putting uh, grain corn in because those grain corn prices have just been fantastic. Fantastic. But of course, if each individual producer's needs and if some of these guys that are, are mixed producers, you know, they're going to need to be putting in some annual forages until their, their perennial uh, pastures and, and their perennial uh, hay fields, you know, recoup some, they're going to need to be getting some annual forage. But this year, I don't think that there's going to be a crop that's not in some way, shape, or form going to make some money for the producers that get it in. And if we have a good season, and right now, with this additional rain that we've gotten, things are looking, I think, down here in the southeast, really positive. When do you expect seeding to be general? Oh, goodness. Well, that all depends on Mother Nature. You know, we're talking about having a couple of rain showers coming through here this week, so that's going to slow things down. But I know I saw this morning driving in, there was actually guys out in the field in Momart, so they're resilient, the farmers in Saskatchewan. They're going to get out in the field as soon as they can, and they're going to get that work done. We usually are all wrapped up by that first week in June, depending on what they're putting in the ground, but that I'm going to say that's probably our, our same uh, outlook and projection for this year. Any recommendations, specific farmers, things farmers should be looking for this spring? Well, I have heard some good news this morning. We were, I've just been uh, watching a webinar about insect issues in Saskatchewan, and they said if we stick with uh, this moisture in the springtime, we may be seeing a reduction in our grasshopper numbers down here because of the eggs can rot in the ground. So I leave on that positive note of possibly lower grasshopper numbers in those areas that have been getting moisture. You know, there were some areas that had horrendous grasshopper problems in the southeast. Oh, yeah. There was, there was pastures, particularly in that Laurier area, they were really, really heavy and, and chewing up things. The other thing is for producers to think about, if they did have a grasshopper problem this year, put yourself on the edge of your susceptible crop, put a, put a catch crop around the outer edges of your field, and then when those grasshoppers go in there, just selectively spray that area. It'll, it'll keep down your numbers and you can also put some baits out there when that crop first comes up because we could see, if we all of a sudden go hot here, we can just see grasshoppers popping out of the ground, you know, by mid-June. So in those areas that had a really heavy stress at time from last year, try doing some trap cropping and then get some baits in those areas and, and see if you can't get your numbers down before we get into those valuable crops. How was winter kill this year? I am not hearing too many uh, complaints yet. I know on the crop report there was some issues of possibly some fall rye and winter wheat that were showing some signs, but I think it's a little early yet to go out there and start doing some evaluations on your damage on your winter cereals, so give, give a little bit of time. We need some, Mother Nature needs to give us some heat. She's given us some rain now. We just need that heat, and if you're driving around and you see that the pastures are starting to pop, you know, they're getting that beautiful green, now we need some heat. Sherry Roberts is the Crop Extension Specialist in Southeast Saskatchewan in Weyburn. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEaves and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. 
Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasbourg. Regina-based Protein Industries Canada is helping to set up a food science diploma program. CEO Bill Gruel says the three-year food science diploma program will be set up in Brandon, Manitoba. He says the goal is to ensure an adequate workforce for the evolving plant processing and food manufacturing sector. We made a joint announcement between Assiniboine Community College, which is a post-secondary institution in Brandon, Manitoba, and one of our major industry partners, Roquette. And what we're looking at is the creation of a new diploma program so that we can have more trained people entering the food processing workforce. What's the importance of a food science diploma and also a chemical technology diploma? So, you know, we looked at the growth of Canada's plant-based food sector, and we know that in the next 10 or 15 years, we're going to need at least 15,000 more people to join the workforce in these types of roles. So it's really critical that we have places like the Sunnibal Community College working with industry partners to make sure that we're training people for the jobs of tomorrow. How do farmers benefit? Yeah, farmers always benefit because something like this makes sure that a plant like Roquette has the talent they need and that they can be operational and keep running. And so the more people that we have willing to work in these spaces, the more companies are going to want to invest in processing facilities like Roquette did in the, in the Portage of Prairie area. And, you know, that just creates new markets and new opportunities for the commodities that our, our farmers are growing. You touched on this, but how big is the need for this trained workforce for plant processing sector? So if we, we've done some work and we've looked at the growth of Canada's plant-based food sector out to 2035, and we think we need an additional 17,000 employees in the next 15 years to fill the new roles that will be created. It's important to note that also agri-food in Canada, it's the largest employment sector in the country today. People often think the automotive sector or the aerospace sector is a big employer, and they are, but agri-food is actually Canada's largest employer. So how long are these courses, the chemical technology diploma and the food science diploma programs at yeah. Assiniboine Community College? Yeah, they're, they're three-year programs, and so we need to see the first graduates from these programs and for a couple of years. But doing this work in these large processing facilities like the one at Roquette, you know, we need some real technical skills, and so we'll make sure that we've got the people trained up, and you know, we think this will be an ongoing program, and so once graduates start coming out three years from now, we'll have a new program coming out every year after that. And what is the amount of funding, the cost of the program to Protein Industries Canada and Roquette? Yes, so the cost of the program overall is about $565,000. But that's really just the curriculum development. So this will be like any other post-secondary program where the students will have to, have to pay a bit of a tuition fee as well. So our contribution was really just getting the program created, doing the curriculum development, and making sure that we had a good partner like the Cinebrain Community College ready to deliver it. And you said Processor Roquette is involved. Give me a little bit of background on Roquette. So Roquette, as many of your listeners will know, is one of the world's largest ingredient manufacturers. They built a very large, actually the world's largest wet fractionation facility in Portage of Prairie, Manitoba. And so they're really, they're really supportive of growing kind of the ecosystem here in Canada, making sure that we've got our organizations like Sanborn Community College involved. They see a need for additional staff members to help run the facility, so they got very involved in the development of this. And it's always great to have an industry partner like the 
is relevant so that the graduates coming out the other end are ready to hit the ground running. When's the first class? I think the first class will start in 2023 and hopefully graduate in 2027. Bill Gould is the CEO of Regina-based Protein Industries Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with John Haynes. Brought to you in part by Park Holdings in Assiniboia and Slam's Integra Tire in Grenville. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source. 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Joining us right now is Patrick DeHaan. He is with Gas Buddy. We need to get to what's happening with the diesel market. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of more mainstream attention on this right now, and it feels like it's kind of really snuck up on uh, a lot of people. We're seeing a pretty extensive price escalation. What, what's driving this uh, rise in the diesel market? Well, it's uh, been a story that we've been following for the last few weeks. Diesel has been elevated uh, for some time, but the disconnect has never been stronger than the last few weeks. And a lot of it has to do with distillate fuel. Uh, distillate, by the way, is uh, the middle of the barrel, which produces diesel, uh, heating oil, and, and jet fuel. And distillate inventories have now declined to their lowest level since 2008. And, of course, it doesn't help that we, you know, have seen the economy rebound, uh, rebound significantly over the last year. And so all those goods uh, are being transported with diesel. Diesel is driving the economy, whether it's home builders and whatnot, construction equipment. Um, diesel is there. And demand is up. Supply is not, in fact, quite the opposite. And that is what's forcing diesel prices to spiral out of control. Yeah, you know, I was reading a Bloomberg article where it talked about d domestic fuel demand is expected to exceed 2018 levels this summer. Even with some of these high prices, demand is strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and as you mentioned, there's a lot of pent-up demand. Um, Americans, you know, I, I think of anything, the government maybe overstimulated the economy. And I, I think that's led to some of the inflation that we're facing. And, and motorists just really, you know, last year was kind of so-so in terms of summer. Most things were open, but this summer, um, you know, we're, we're poised for a, a very blockbuster year for demand. And, you know, gasoline now, incredibly, is the weaker part of the barrel compared to diesel. Um, you know, there have been some shutdowns at refineries. Uh, just ahead of COVID, the U.S. had about 19 million barrels a day of refining capacity. We're down to about 17.8, and that is part of the problem as well, is not only oil supply um, is not keeping up with global oil demand, uh, but refining capacity. There's just not enough of it right now to produce as, as many products as we need, and so that's part of the diesel story as well. Well, I, I was doing some research this morning, and I, I saw that uh, between basically the end of January and the beginning of May, uh, I picked Alberta, where that's where I live, and the, the average price of diesel fuel is six thirty one a US gallon or a buck sixty six a liter. And, and a lot of a lot of farmers don't have the choice in cutting back on diesel fuel use because you know they, they can cut back on fertilizer if they choose to or, or inputs like that, but you know, cutting out a pass is really, really hard through the field. So, you know, c consumption's kind of set. What, what kind of further price escalation is at risk here in this market as we look at 2022? Well, I, I mean, as you mentioned, diesel demand is, is just as or potentially more inelastic than gasoline. I mean, this is equipment, this is agriculture, these are, are, are um, um, our plows that, that can't
can't sit idly by, uh, right? These tractors have to move. They have to get the seed into the ground. And so there's not a whole lot of, of a drop in demand that I sense in the months ahead. And so, you know, this is really, this imbalance is going to continue and potentially could get worse over time. Um, though, you know, we may catch a break here and there from, from China if their economy, um, you know, obviously their COVID policy is, is zero COVID. And if they shut down, uh, that could create a window that the Chinese may export products, and that may be a lifeline. So we'll have to see what happens with China. If their economy remains open, if they don't have a surge in COVID cases, uh, we could see more trouble ahead for, for the heavier portion of the, uh, the barrel, like diesel and heating oil and, and uh, jet fuel. How much of this is being also created by the fact that there's strong exports of, of fuel as well uh, out of the U.S. Gulf Coast? Do you, do you agree that that is also adding to this issue of, of the, the tightness in the market? Well, without a doubt. Europe is looking at a chronic shortage of diesel fuel. Keep in mind that a lot of their passenger vehicles throughout Europe are diesel. And so part of the problem is that with, with Russia's war in Ukraine causing Western countries and, and Europe uh, uh, to spurn Russian oil, uh, those markets are having to find diesel elsewhere. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your regular weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Increasing cloudiness today, 60% chance of showers late this afternoon and tonight. Amounts reaching 5 to 10 millimeters. Wind north 30, the high 17, the low 6 degrees. Tuesday, a few showers ending in the morning, then partly cloudy. 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon. Risk of a thunderstorm. Wind southwest 20, the high 15, the low 3. Wednesday, cloudy, the high 12, the low 2. Thursday, cloudy, the high 13. 40% chance of showers, the low 5. Friday, rain, windy, the high 9. 60% chance of showers, the low 5. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 15, the low 5. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 18. The normal high is 18, the normal low is 3. The sun rose at 520 this morning. It's set at 830 tonight. I'll have the temperatures in just a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. And so the current temperatures in Regina, cloudy, and it's 14 degrees. That's 57 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northeast at 18. Humidity is 51%. The barometer falling 99.8. Cloudy in Moose Jaw 14. Winds are from the northeast at 18. The cold, the hot spot is Hudson Bay at 17. The cold spot, Uranium City at plus 3. Estevan 9. Saskatoon 15. Swift Current 9. Weyburn 14. Yorkton is 15. Once again, Regina cloudy and 14. That's 57 Fahrenheit.
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Six farm research projects across this province have been approved for $484,000 in funding from the federal and provincial governments. The funding is through a program which offers support for field-level demonstrations and evaluation of agriculture practices and technologies. A treasure trove of data from the 2021 Census of Agriculture will be released on Wednesday. Aaron Kumar is the chief responsible for the Census of Agriculture at Stats Canada. The types of questions that we ask really are there to get a sense of what is going on in the agriculture sector at the time. So it's a wide range of questions anywhere from livestock counts to farm area to farm operator numbers and labor statistics. We also have questions on renewable energy and technology use. Uh, so it's, it's quite a wide range of questions that we have. Uh, for new questions, there were a few um, that we added. They weren't new questions per se. They were sort of more detailed for questions that were already existing. So we broke out some of those technology questions to get a little bit more detail. Uh, we added questions on uh, percentage of sales related to direct sales, for example. Uh, and then, of course, we did add questions for the cannabis sector as well. Kumar says the information is important. Really, is important generally because it provides a snapshot of the agriculture sector down to a low level of geography, and it is the only source of data down to that low level of geography. Um, another element is that for Canadians, it does play an important part in our Canadian economy, and I think that there's more and more of an interest in where our food comes from and what's happening in this sector. Uh, and again, the sense of agriculture plays an important part of that picture of where our food comes from. Um, and then finally, we are a source of high-quality data that both farm operators and decision-makers at the policy level can use uh, to support those decisions. Kumar says 50 data tables will be released on Wednesday with easy access and understanding. The agricultural data was collected at the same time as the census of population in May 2021. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A unique combination of sponsorships brings a major chuck wagon event to the Parklands area of Yorkton for early June. Yorkton Exhibition Association President Lori Walsh says the Canadian Professional Chuck Wagon Pro Tour event will be held June 3rd, 4th and 5th in Yorkton. Along with the National Day and Parade and Royal Canadian Mountain, the exclusive ride that will take place June 3rd and 4th. So it's going to be a very exciting uh, summer for Yorkton. The Yorkton Tribal Council is a major sponsor to the event with the Legacy Co-op and the Exhibition Board. Tribal Chief Isabella Soup discusses the event. She spoke with reporter Jack Dawes on Friday. I know everybody sees the Chuck Wagon event and everybody's so happy to see it come back to York. And I, and I, and I mean, it's a huge event for the city of York. And, but I see, I want to see the bigger picture. I want to see the Yorkton Tribal Council contributing to 
the community of Yorkton, and I, and I don't just say it's not just your people community, it's our community as well, and that's how I want it to be, so this is why we, we try and get involved and we sponsor events that we, that we can, um, and, and to me it's about helping, building a relationship and helping to build a community where First Nation people are included in that community. That's my overall goal. And, and I heard you also mention you're hoping that that's reciprocated. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we have, we have, when we have our our days where we celebrate our First Nation, our our Indigenous to to this country, then then truly, I want the city of Yorkton to be involved in our events. Like yesterday, we we had a murdered missing Indigenous awareness walk, you know, to honor uh, murdered missing Indigenous women, and, and we had a lot of non-First Nation people there. So that's my goal. That's what I want to contribute to. That we that we that we're just all people in the end, you know, like um, and we can bring out the humanness in each other. Isabella Soup is chief of the Yorkton Tribal Council. The market updates with Jim Smalley on the source 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Green prices were showing some increases in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose $2.90 at $10.83.92. Number one red spring wheat went up $10.94 at $5.25.44. The rest were unchanged. Durham $5.51.16. Feed barley $3.87.54. Flax twelve twelve seventy three lentils nine thirty two fifty oats three ninety one fifty three yellow peas six seventeen thirty three feed wheat three seventy eight thirty at Minneapolis July spring wheat was up twelve cents at twelve twenty two a bushel. It's the livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland of Swift Third for May 6th. Here are the quotations. D1 and 2 cows were bringing $1.14. These 3 cows, 75 to 90. Mature bulls, $1.15 to $1.35 and a half. Medium ninety five dollar five. Feeders, steers, four to five hundred pounds, two thirty to two fifty. Five six hundred pounds, two dollars to two thirty, six hundred six seven hundred pounds, one seventy five to two fifteen, seven eight hundred pounds, one sixty five to two ten, eight to nine hundred pounds, one sixty to one seventy five, nine hundred thousand pounds, one fifty five to one seventy eight. Heifers. Four to five hundred pounds, two dollars to two twenty-five. Five to six hundred pounds, one ninety-five to two twenty. Six seven hundred pounds, one eighty-five to two dollars. Seven eight hundred pounds, one seventy-five to one ninety-five. Eight nine hundred pounds, one seventy to one eighty-five. Nine hundred thousand pounds, one sixty-five to one seventy. This is Billy bringing the Heartline Market Report direct from Swiftcard. Good day and good marketing. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Hams from 5,500 hogs running, selling a range of $229 to $243 per CKG. 
Today's sales are expected to be around 8300 head, selling a range of 230 to $243 per CKG. 100 index hook prices for the week ending Saturday, May 7th are Oil West 2020, 233.0, Oil West 2021, 238.10, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 229.85, Helms Cash, 227.85, Then Creek Brick Co, 231.24, Cash and Contract, 243.8 dollars per CKG. Hats cash on price today's down and four contract prices open the last morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 36 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2882. The Canadian dollar is currently trading 77.11 cents US. US cash markets are showing more signs of a typical spring price run with hog bars in a holding pattern for the last three weeks. The lean hog index price, which the hog future settled against, has not varied by more than a dollar a hundred over this time frame, despite the typical spring trend of adding to cash values as hog supplies start to dwindle. Relatively high prices coming out of the winter timeframe were being offset by consistent recovery in home supplies, which has had the effect over the last 10 weeks of a steady trend in packer bids. Going forward through the summer timeframe, home sellers is expected to exceed year-over levels, which will moderate any seasonal support in summer prices. Lean hog features came under significant pressure on Friday and continued in this weaker direction early this morning. The weakness came following the release of the latest trade data, which showed lower exports compared to last year of all major markets except Mexico, while imports of the U.S. surged from European and Canadian origins. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit QndLookOnlineAuction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit Mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. The federal government is providing over $2 million for three farm youth organizations. The Canadian 4-H Council will receive up to $1.8 million over two years to develop new resources to empower youth through leadership programs. 4-H Canada is expected to reach more youth and advance awareness of Canadian agriculture, food knowledge and careers in the agri-food sector. Canadian Young Farmers Forum receives up to $195,000 over two years to provide training and education to young farmers across Canada. Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers Group will receive up to $120,000 over two years to support the seven regional recognition events as well as the three-day national conference. Funding will also go to increase agriculture awareness and support positive growth of public trust in farming. On the markets, the TSX is down 504 points to 20,128. The Dow has dropped 541 points to 32,358. Oil has dropped 621 at 103.56 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 44 hundredths of a cent at 77.01 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.